2: Because it helped me voice something that I've been thinking for a long time, and it's like both sides use this like we're the party of the blank class, and they're the par- we're the party of the lower class, and they're the party of the upper class, and I'm like how do you both get away with this? And it's because they're both yeah. right.
3: Yes, exactly. Politics is all a game, and all the stage is a world of players. Right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think Shakespeare said that. <laughs>
3: uh, he's a smart guy. He's Catholic. <laughs> Welcome to the Only Podcast at one Ford Motor Trend Truck of the Year. <laughs> it's your boy, Ethan.
2: And I'm Patrick. Man, that was quicker and better. You did,
3: yeah, was did a better good. job on that one. I haven't had a jo- I haven't had a joke in a while, so it's good to be like, <laughs> man, we're back. It's nice we it Feels nice goes. to win one. Sometimes, can I just say something real quick?
2: Uh, that is the definition <laughs> of a podcast. Can I just say something real quick?
3: Can I just get it popping real quick and yeah. say something? So, part of my job is cold calling people.
2: Mm-hmm. Mine too.
3: And a lot of that results in people saying. I don't have time for this. Please never call me again. Right? Like, don't <laughs> talk to me. I want to share this with you. I texted a guy the other I, – what I do is kind of you, you text him beforehand and say, hey, I'm planning on calling you tomorrow in between these times. You call him, and if you don't answer, you send another text say, hey, I tried to reach you at this time. Would there be a better time? Right? You're just trying to hit him multiple times. And I texted this guy, and, you know, I did the whole spiel. You know, this is what we're trying to do. And he replied, and he said, stop. Because I think he thought that I was a, a robot A robot, yeah And then my response was, I would stop if I could I just want to bring you a deal When's a good time to talk to you? Shoot,
2: tomorrow? dang, Ethan
3: And then he said, no, please go away <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm assuming this is a person who, like, signed up something You know, like
3: No, oh. I found it, it's public record You can find all people's all kinds of people's information on public record Wow, so,
2: like cell phones? Yeah,
3: I, yeah, yes so I know he owns property. I found his name. I found his contact information. Nice. It's all out there. I know it's kind of annoying, but the reason I'm saying this now is because it's really hard to just be calling people all the time and nobody wants to talk to you. Nobody cares about you. Nobody laughs at your jokes. And then I get to get on this podcast and you laugh at my jokes. And it feels <laughs> like for once I'm not cold calling. I'm warm calling.
2: Warm calling. Yes. No, I I definitely know the feel, but I, I have an opposite. I have an opposite uh, feeling because my jokes always land. No. <laughs> okay.
3: My I wouldn't be surprised. Jokes,
2: uh, I cold call parents, uh-huh. but like they go to the church that I work for. So like they're sure. at least, re- they're at least like, oh, it makes sense that someone is calling from yes. the place where I send my kid right. to religious education, right. to faith formation. Um, but yeah, I, de- I have definitely experienced, I have been the recipient of a phone call, of a cold call within the last 24 hours. <laughs> Uh Franciscan University, it's possible she listens. So Ooh. hey, I think it was Danielle from the call center. I lied to you, I'm sorry. Um <laughs>
3: Patrick, you're not supposed to lie. I didn't
2: lie, but I was like, she called me at eight twenty one PM. Hi, my name is Summer from the Franciscan University. I'm a student at Franciscan University. We're calling alumni and I was like, up oh, it's the call, it's the phone call.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. they they said, Oh, I I I didn't graduate from Stevenville, you have the wrong number. <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, and then they, she says,
3: "Oh, I'm so sorry," and you're like, "Yeah, that was such a Fisher's thing." Am I right? And then you hang up the phone.
2: That's funny. <laughs> that's
3: what, don't do that. That'd uh,
2: no, bad. that'd be bad. But um, I was like, what I wanted to say was, "Oh, it's been six months already uh, <laughs> since the last time." But I was like, okay, now is like a super not good time. Um, it wasn't not a good time, but it was not a good time because it was eight twenty one p.m. Um, and I was they called you at eight twenty one p.m. Yeah, and I was like, yikes! Uh, but. Yeah, so I, I was, like, trying to get out, and she's like, oh, when would be a better time? And I was like, shoot, dang it, she's a really good saleswoman. Um, <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't expecting that one, and I was just mm-hmm. like, I can't think about that right now. I, just,
3: <laughs> I can't think about that I was right just now. trying to, like, I was... The concept of time is too much for my mortal brain. I was trying
2: to, like, imply as much as I could that, like, I was in, like, a, in an emergency situation, or, like... <laughs> Gotta go to the bathroom. Gotta go to the bathroom, <laughs> Hey, from Princeton University. Sorry, I'm pooping. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> no, it's so mean though, because I know, I know, it not mean, but the yeah. reality is that I, 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 they, they are the people at the call center are smart. The people who run it are smart. Yes. They make their cold call people practice on mm-hmm. recent alumni because the recent alumni will always say no. Yes. And so they hone their skills in like a really tough environment and so whenever someone calls i try not to be that indignant you know how dare you ask me for money you know because it's like they're just a freshman at the school who needs some cash you know yeah i'll keep them on the phone for as long as possible
3: the tough one is is when you leave focus and then all of a sudden everybody is just assumes that because you're no longer a focus missionary you just have become extremely extremely wealthy like within the first month and it's like hmm i'd love to help all of you but goodness gracious folks yeah i'm I'm a little tied do you up. Know well, you know what, You know what, missionaries
2: don't do that. The missionaries at Adore Ministries down in Houston, Texas, and other places. Why don't you? We're not sponsored, but why don't you go okay. be a summer intern? I'm sure they're accepting summer interns now.
3: Hmm. I feel like I owe them something. You know, that's fair. I was like, is that a dig on Focus, or are you just pro Adore?
2: I'm very pro Adore.
3: The the one thing that I will say, I enjoy being a salesman for lots of reasons, but one of the things is when someone calls me and tries to sell me something, and I I'm resisting. And they, like, give in. I'm like, no, sell. Like, that, now is your chance. You know? Like, get win me over. Come What's on, I'm man. Eating? Yeah. Come on, dude. It's right here. And it's just, like, fun to... Sometimes you don't have to do that. And sometimes you can, like, do it and you can feel yourself getting sold to. And it's working. And you're like, man, this guy's awesome at his job. This guy's good. You know? It's really fun. But i'm excited to go get like buy a car one day at a car lot and just like well, they play it'll be they like played, the spider-man they dirty you know the spider-man pointing meme oh <laughs> like he's using all the tricks and be like wait a minute
2: car car salesman i don't know car salesman especially they just they just they play dirty i don't know they're just like
3: how what do you mean
2: like you said they know that you're in a desperate situation because no one goes to a sure. car dealership unless they need a car
3: not necessarily Especially a used car dealership.
2: If you're like a luxury car dealer, or like, you know, mm-hmm. A, mm-hmm. maybe maybe I've never been to a, I have never been to a dealership that sells new cars. And I can, there's right. one big reason for that. I probably will never buy a new car. No. I don't I mean, care enough about cars car. to buy a new no. one.
3: I don't think anybody should care enough about cars to buy Who
2: a new Who buys car? new cars? Someone's got to. The used car's got to come from somewhere, you know? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, you don't believe in God. Yeah. Where do used cars come from? <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: really funny. Hmm. I'm wor- speaking of cars, we're in a uh, winter storm warning. Oh, yeah, me too. You know too. about those. Yeah. Are you really?
2: Yeah. Wait, I how, just thought about f- this. Technically, no car is a new car. No one drives a new car, everyone drives a used car, except for the first time. All right, go ahead.
3: How tall is this cold front? Like, does it get all the way up to where you live?
2: I don't think so. I think it might be hmm. multiple. I feel like multiple getting, places can get cold.
3: I know we're getting six inches uh, throughout today and tomorrow of snow, which that's a lot. My car, my car, when it when it's cold, it it tells me not in English, but it communicates to me sure. that it that it would rather be dead than drive in the cold. Like it just through all of its its jerks and jumps and mm-hmm. jimmies and and squimmies. It tells me that it really would rather, you know, lay down in a ditch and die than drive in the cold. So according so, to
2: the map, uh, yeah, we're there's a cold front coming through the mm-hmm. the friggin' country, and it's mm-hmm. it's sending some <laughs> snow to you and to me, yep. and that's it. There's only yes. two big blocks, and one of them hits exactly over Oklahoma City, and one of them hits exactly yep. over Pittsburgh.
3: If you look here on my map, we've got a lot of the letter L right here. (laughs) And if you look over here, we got a lot of the letter H, right? These guys, they don't like each other, Mm -mm. right? So you got to pick one or the other. If you look at my next map, we got a lot of blue right near where the L's were, right? We got a lot of red right where the H's were. I don't know. What it to looks tell you. great for this weekend's game. You know, yeah. that's that's it. Oh my gosh! I could be a weather. I could be a weatherman. You tell them where the H's are. Tell them where the L's are. If you look at if you
2: look at me like looking at the at the viewfinder. If you look at mm-hmm. if you look at there. I don't know how they don't get turned right around there. They they're just probably so used to it. They like know how to sure. mirror their movements.
3: Right, but that's ho- it's like I how YouTubers do that, like,
2: always know where the comment section is.
3: Why are you laughing? Because
2: <laughs> it's always below. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the easiest direction
3: to point. It really is.
2: No gra- it's all gravity, you know? Yeah, I would say it's that. easier than up, you know?
3: It is down is certainly easier than up. <laughs> if you think about all of the directions you can go. I'm picking down ten times out of ten. I'm down. Are you are you
2: okay? Yeah, I'm just having a time. We have yeah. podcasting at different times and you know, 3 41 p.m eastern standard eastern daylight time yeah, it's
3: it's it's simultaneously the best time of day because there's not much going on in the work day but it's also the worst time of day because you're like man i'm tired
2: <laughs> yeah
3: but i I'm, I'm i'm glad that we're here are you i'm so i want to talk about seek before we go to the last thing sure or the topic
2: you want to talk about seek so we can promo seek
3: well, this is gonna come out after Seek is over, but no free there's, probably gonna be, there's probably gonna be people who come to listen to this podcast from Seek. You know, what if
2: I mean? our if, podcast gets posted, which well,
3: also I'm I'm MCing a live conference. We could get a couple dozen new listeners. A couple
2: dozen, sure. You got to bring the cards. <laughs>
3: Th- threw those away. Dang it! Uh, but I'm I'm so excited because essentially it's just a conference that's being run by all of my best friends. We've all agreed on who's buying what alcohol and which hotel room we're going to be in you know, <laughs> on Friday and Saturday night. They figured out that they're going to have 24-7 adoration throughout the whole thing. Wow. So I signed up for that, that 6 a.m. slot. It's a good slot. Which is going to force me to not stay up super late. But like you know that I'm going to, and so I just don't know. You, oh, you know I'm going to be getting four no. hours of sleep.
2: That's like my that's like my least favorite part of every conference like oh God one hour of sleep last night. Yeah And then it's like based on that you can tell roughly what percentage is going to have an overly emotional reaction that night
3: (laughs) You said it not me
2: I, I told my kids at Steubenville I said look adoration is Intense and I don't want you to have a purely emotional, or I don't want you to have an overly emotional experience. God's not going to like throw you around like a rag doll, you know. He's like, he's like, he's like, like you know, he's not going to. Ab- I thought you went to Steubenville. That's we <laughs> talked about this at Steubenville, really? at Franciscan. Yeah, it's like. Mm. Um, but anyway, so I was like, go to bed. You can stay up late on Saturday night. Go to bed on Friday night. <laughs> So it, it's like it scratches the itch of like we want to be dumb teenagers who you know. Still one of my top like my one of my top tweets is what you say lights out eleven o'clock. What teenagers hear at eleven o'clock go scream in your rooms instead. <laughs> <laughs> why
3: why are teenagers the way that they are?
2: Because they don't have virtue yet. <laughs> they just haven't been formed. They have adult bodies and baby virtues them and middle schoolers well middle schoolers don't have adult, adult bodies but they have like grown-up bodies so they can like hit people you know that's what people with yeah. adult bodies do they they have like mm-hmm. the, they have the physical power of an adult but the emotional maturity of
3: a child mm-hmm. you know yeah man i miss it i don't <laughs> i want to be a teenager no. again i feel like i really i really messed up yeah being a teenager i took too many classes i should have skipped school you know?
2: Yeah, that's what I did. It was great.
3: <laughs> did you really skip school? Oh, yeah,
2: all the time. What do you mean? It was so fun. Where did you go? To McDonald's, obviously. You, just, you skipped Look at school. Me. Yeah.
3: To drink vegetable oil, essentially. Is what you
2: did. <laughs> we would, we would, I honestly just skipped school for the heck of it. One time I skipped a class to go practice my viola.
3: Did they not have in high school? In high they, school. And they didn't have any like truancy laws or whatever? No, they, they
2: definitely could. did.
3: They would send out Dog the Bounty Hunter to bring you back to school.
2: <laughs> no. So what happened was like uh, sometimes I would I would miss my first and second period because I was like at mass and didn't and wanted to go to breakfast with some friends. So we would skip our first and second period. I know, it's, like such a, it's such like a mixed bag. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's so funny.
3: I never did anything like that. Really? Ever. Yes. Because if I missed I was in all these stupid AP classes. So if I missed one class. Yeah. Like you're behind for the rest of the month. Really? You know? I mean I was, oh, in, yeah. I was in I
2: was in I was in A P equivalent classes too, but Yeah. I mean I plus, didn't I never felt Plus behind. if you
3: miss it's like you have an absence and then the people who work at the school like call your dad and they're like, Hey, your son, he's not here. I mean, pro
2: tip, get home before your parents <laughs>
3: But they have my dad's cell phone number.
2: Oh yeah, they didn't have my parents' cell phone number. No, I don't think they, they didn't call my parents. I don't know. My school must have been what? my school must have been more lenient with it. Uh,
3: but like what what I they wish Ron DeSantis was my governor growing up.
2: Uh, no. He wasn't <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't the governor of Florida who when was, I, was in, was, the, I was in high school. I wasn't in high school yesterday. Rand
3: Paul, who was it?
2: It was um it was uh, Chris Christie and then and then um Chris Christie? I thought he was from New Jersey. Oh my gosh. No, it was it was Chris. I to forget. It. It That's the Chris Christie's the Charles game. Christie or something. <laughs> so some, I don't know. There's some Christie. No, seriously, I
3: Corpus think Christi,
2: Corpus Christi, Texas was the governor of Florida when I was in high school.
3: Might as well have been because nobody was calling your parents when you said you <laughs> Well, no,
2: it was. I don't. I don't remember. So, like, I I don't remember what I did all the time. But I remember it wasn't often. I do remember that because sure. I had the 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 limit was nine. You could miss nine classes per semester and before I you just never read the handbook. before you got oh yeah i read the handbook um i remember one time this was the best one yeah we snuck me and my friend snuck back into the school for picture day and uh-huh. we took our picture and then we left and my my um the way Did that
3: walk out the door
2: we walked in and out so okay so my, my seventh period teacher started cracking down on me she would check my attendance to make sure okay. i was i was because if, if i showed up to her class She was like, where were you in first and second period? And so, (laughs) on picture day, this only worked on picture day, I missed every class except for my seventh period. Yes. And she was like, Patrick, you weren't in any of your classes today. And I was like, they just must not have taken attendance. And she was like, no, that's not possible. All six. There's no way that all six of your teachers didn't take attendance. And I was like, I took my picture today. You can go check the pictures. And she did. And she was like, I guess you must have been here. And I was like, there's no... (laughs) Wow. I was like how could you not think that I came in and took the picture and then left again like
3: Why? there's just no she just so you just got to help me because I went to I went to high school in a, in a place where there was a lot of money floating around in the school system and so they like put turrets you know on the front of the school <laughs> and yeah like all these things like you couldn't there was cameras on every door. And there would be alarms and stuff. Like, you couldn't leave. Yeah, well, I mean, kids you know? left
2: all the time because, if especially if you had a car, because kids went to the college for classes sometimes in the middle of the oh. day. And so, if you if someone saw you leaving, they just assumed that...
3: assume that you're going yeah. to college.
2: Yeah, so what I had in high school that was an edge <laughs> on my classmates was I had a keen sense of what you could get away with and also mm-hmm. reading the handbook. So, anyway, again, it was only 10 times because you could only miss sure, 10 classes.
3: But still, what a, what a way to live. It was... <laughs> That's amazing. Um I stay home from work and I'm working from home. I hope high so, school like, I hope nobody our, finds I hope, whole
2: me. Sc- I hope I hope high school will listen to our podcast anymore because I don't want to be a bad example because you can't do this anymore. No. Like high school's gotten so much worse. Yes. It's like you're right. It's like if you miss a day. I mean, I mm-hmm. I we scheduled our confirmation retreat for a school day and we released a letter because PA state law says you can miss school for religious exemptions. Oh, cool. Sure. And so I said it's on a school day, and the parents like lost it. The kids were like, "No, like we can't miss school," and I was like, "What have we? It's school. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You guys have early dismissal days all the time. Do you telling me you get anything done?" They were like, "No, our teachers use literally every second of class time."
3: You're telling me that you're not sitting there with an AirPod in your ear and a hoodie pulled up over your ear. It's so much and easier you're listening now.
2: to. Yeah, like you. It's ridiculous.
3: I had but... to. I had to wire my headphones through my sleeve. Okay.
2: Back in my like a, day, we, like had to, we had to wire our headphones up our sleeves both ways yeah. in the snow.
3: Both arms <laughs> held up to your ears. Those hoodie
2: strings with like the, those hoodies that had oh headphones for strings super are super slick. But I so ten absences, eleven in another class, and mm-hmm. the limit was nine. And so these two teachers colluded <laughs> to, and they they, they they tried to get me. They petitioned for me to fail due to absence really like yeah. fail yeah. school so failure due to absence was a thing that you could do in 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 um in high school and the only other option was either summer school or repeating senior year <laughs> no. they wanted they wanted me to repeat my senior year of high school wow. and not go to co- no wait no this was definitely junior year anyway they wanted me to repeat <laughs> my junior year of high school and um i walked into i walked into uh the, the place where you go to petition your FA and the, mm-hmm. the, the principal, the vice principal was like, Patrick, what are you doing here? And I was like, I got 11 absences in one class and 10 in another. And he was like, I have students here that have missed one class 40 times. Go oh back to God. class. He was like, get out of here, go back to class. Nice. And those two teachers who colluded to get me fa 8 were so pissed.
3: I believe they were that. so pissed. What are they doing now?
2: Probably still teaching. They were really good at it. I just didn't um, like going to their class. I walked how into. Many I walked were in, into your school. I was like two thousand.
3: Okay. That's yeah. the Same size as mine.
2: But I never realized that the mm. policy was you're supposed to like go to the attendance office if you show up late. I just thought I could show up to a class, but that's not <laughs> allowed. <laughs> no. That's how. That's no. how I interpret. That's how I was like. I was like, okay, I have. I, I don't need to go to second period today. Um. So I'm just not gonna go to first period either. And I could just show up to my third period class. And I would do that. And. Wow. Uh, I was already in a college mindset in high school. Essentially, yes. I was like, "You were
3: blowing my mind." I didn't even do that in college.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I definitely need to go, don't need to go to class today.
3: I, but the, my problem was is that I would go to every class in college, but I would not. I would just be on Twitter, and so it's <laughs> I, there's a certain level of like I was wasting all of this time, yeah, going to all these classes when I could have just. I probably would have been better off, just doing the textbook on my own and like getting the homework assignments from a friend instead of like forcing myself to be in this class where I was like bored out of my skull when I could have just learned it from the book you know yeah I had a
2: friend I had a I wasn't sure with my friend but she sat in front of me in in my trinity class my class in the trinity my class on god just like the god (laughs) class you know and the whole time she was like typing like she was like taking notes on her computer biggest scam Uh in the scam of the century and yes. she was on Amazon every single day, if or like did, some kind buying? of some kind of like shopping site. She was like buying hmm. something, and I was like, first of all, um, have <laughs> some respect for the Trinity, right?
3: For the Trinity, you're like, you're oh, this God class.
2: It, it was taught by Doctor Han. What I know. <laughs>
3: Why would you pay sixty thousand dollars a year to it's just not, be in the happening. same city as to, I don't know how much it is to be in the same city as Scott Walker Hahn, Because that's to be honest, that's the only reason anybody goes to that school. <laughs> and then shop on on the Jungle website the whole time, <laughs> literally his spending class.
2: money to sit in the class and make money. But it's like or spend money. It's like yeah. you're very clearly spending your parents' money to sit in this class and spend your parents' money. But yes. whatever. I, I yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that, I was that always bugged the crap out of me because I was like, and then and then. She was like, oh, I did off on that test. And I was like,
3: I wonder why. What kind of test did you have about God?
2: <laughs> um, no, there were. There were two. We had a midterm and a final. And, and we there was like a multiple choice and then an essay portion. Mm-hmm. And the essay portion, the multiple choice took up an entire page with 0.25 margins. And then the, the essay questions were the last two lines of the paper. And you had to write mm-hmm. both essays on the back side of the paper. So it was mm-hmm. one, our tests were one, eight and a half eleven 11 piece of paper. And they were some of the hardest tests I've ever taken.
3: Why were they so hard? I don't know. Is God mercy? Yes. Is God justice? Yes. Is God love? Yes. And
2: are all of those things technically inadequate to describe God? Yes. yes. <laughs> Apophatic and cataphatic, baby.
3: No, 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 no. We don't need those. We don't need those words. I don't know what those. You don't are. know what
2: those words are? Cataphatic means. Um,
3: That's what people called me in high school. Yeah. <laughs>
2: cataphatic means it's something that you attribute to it's an attribute of god and out of ad- apophatic is saying god is not this ah, yes. and those are the truest state those are truer technically apophatic statements are truer i may have flipped those <laughs> kata means according to in greek so anyway
3: the big so i like to call god the big fat cat in the sky which i guess would be a cataphatic description sure yeah <laughs>
2: But it's like, it's like it's God is, God is goodness. That God is perfectly sure. good is a cataphatic yes. statement, but that's less true than saying he's not man. Saying God is not something is easier than to say that God is something because goodness doesn't really encompass who God is. Our understanding of goodness is, is limited. There are some theologians who say you can't say cataphatic statements about God, which is just not true.
3: Hmm. Hmm.
2: You know what's true about God? He's an awesome guy he raised <laughs> from heaven above.
3: I just can't get over it. Like, <laughs> me skipping that, class in, in high school? No, no, there's a very large leopard over here, and that's a cataphatic statement.
2: <laughs> that's what you were saying. Big fat <laughs> yes. cat in the sky. Cataphatic. Big fat
3: cat in the sky. <laughs> I didn't get go. the
2: cat part this No. cataphatic yes. is spelled with a K. Ah, so.
3: uh, yes. Yeah, it's from the Greek.
2: Kata. Yes. Meaning according to
3: Meaning or against. Japanese sword. It's a katana. Katana I, fatty. I
2: thought that was a board game
3: <laughs> what is that that's what are you saying katan i thought that was a <laughs> what happens when your when your body stops working
2: that's death
3: catatonic oh, okay
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's just the sweet sleep of death
3: um, all right hey thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this.
0: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
3: Uh, so that's the podcast. Yeah, um, right. Let's get into Dr. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do, we could do a quick, we could do a quick topic. Do you got time? No. When of, do you have to go? Of course we have time. Okay.
2: Yeah. When did I say we were going to be done with this?
3: I don't know. Four. Oh, I did my say time? we were going to
2: be done at four. No, wait. I didn't say For we were, my time. For your time.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We could do it. We, we have 30 more minutes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right, Patrick, hit us with a.
3: Crunch on that drink. Oh
2: my gosh! Okay. Mr. Um. Uh. Podcast, <laughs> bring me a crunch. Bum 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 bum. bum. <laughs> Make me a sandwich, cause I want some lunch. There we go. I rhymed it. That's that's pretty. It, nice. it fits syllabically too.
3: Patrick requested that I lead the topic for the podcast today yes. because. He defers to me in all things concerning wisdom, prudence, jurisprudence, <laughs> and justice.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure wisdom and prudence are the same, but uh, yeah,
3: anyway. I want to do a meme with the four cardinal virtues, and it's like, <laughs> wisdom Wisdom is the brain. Temperance is a, vi- a picture of me putting the whiskey on the other side <laughs> of the table. Uh, courage is like, you know, a lion, and then justice is just a picture of a justice in a mall. And then, you, <laughs> and then you tweet that and you get five hundred likes. Did you see my my diary of a wimpy kid meme? That was really Discord? good. You liked that? That was really good. I photoshopped Greg Hefley onto the diary of St. Faustina.
2: <laughs> Photoshop is, uh, is is doing a lot of work in that sentence. You just yeah,
3: cropped it. I, I, I did it in off. Microsoft Word. <laughs> Not even
2: publisher? No. Oh, you're yeah, a publisher. barbarian.
3: I did it at work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, join the Discord to see my um <laughs> my meme. I should also post the meme that I sent you. My groundhog day Your
2: groundhog related. day really. Yeah, because that's only good today.
3: It is only good today. Well, today. we just doxed I, I don't have record. Discord on my phone, so I gotta download Discord. Oh, I so got, so got a to
2: notification to on Discord. Photograph.
3: We're talking about Bible study. So uh,
2: it, it gives me gotta, it gives me great solace to know that you edit this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do.
3: <too. laughs> I spend too much time editing this i was talking to someone today and he was like i would suggest that you would edit this into your show but i know how much you hate editing i said josh to be honest with you i complain about editing all the time but i also edit way more than anybody probably expects that i do especially you me. know yes. i did
2: not edit when we edited when i edited the show <laughs> oh no it was bad there's some stuff in there
3: i don't even know mm. there's a lot of things that get cut out okay i lead a bible study with some college students not much different than what I did when I was a focus missionary. But there's a local focus team that only has ladies on the team. And so I, as a fella, go <laughs> and lead the fella study. Um, and last semester we did, what do you call it? The salvation history. You know, started with Adam and the covenants. Covenant, 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 covenant. And went all the way through. And it was good. Uh, but we started this semester. And I didn't really know what we needed to do. But we just started uh in the Sermon on the Mount. And I kinda skipped over a lot of the you know, like the practical things, you know, like don't get angry at your dad and That's <laughs> not in there. <laughs> settle settle, you know, on the way to court and um the Beatitudes and all those things. Like I kinda skipped over that and I went straight to some other things and we did um ask and it will be given you seek and you will find knock and the door will be opened. Right. That was our first week. Um, and then we did do not be anxious about anything. And then we did last week, um, was the, uh, the eye is the lamp of the body. Mm. If the eye is sound, then the body is sound or something. I don't remember exactly what it says. Um, but we, we a lot of these were all focused on like their initial answers to these questions of why is it good to not be anxious? Why is it good to not ask and, or to ask and seek and knock and all these things? Why is it good for the eye to be the lamp of the body? All of their answers were very American Christian practical. Well, you know, Jesus is the light. And when I receive the light into me, then, you know, other people see how good God is. And that's good. And it makes me feel good to be a witness to other people. Um, and that's, that's not necessarily bad. Like there's kind of a beautiful simplicity and humility in answers like that, where I think people like you and I sometimes can be like, Oh, you don't get it. But then also it's like, man, I kind of need to have more. I remember when I heard
2: the speak the gospel at all times, use the words when necessary. I was like the first time I was like, that's crazy.
3: My brain exploded. But
2: like, you know, it's now I have to preach the gospel with words all the time because yes. I can't just wait for my middle schoolers to like see that I'm a really good, a swell guy and want to follow Jesus. Yeah. You know what I mean? So night is, last day night is too
3: far spent. Indeed. So last night we, I wanted to kind of wrap up being in the Sermon on the Mount and, and move to something else. And I asked the guys and we kind of went through like a, we talked for 45 minutes before we even opened the Bible because I had to set it up because we've been talking about peace and interiority and especially that verse about the eye being the lamp of the body is not about like not watching porn, which I feel like is what most people just kind of assume when they, when they read that. Yeah, you Jesus know?
2: was definitely talking about watching porn
3: on the internet pornography in uh, yeah. the first century in Judea. But it's really like, it says the eye is the lamp of the body and that when the eye is sound, the body is full of light. Right. And so it, it goes to show that like, okay, if the eye is a lamp, and when the eye is sound the body is full of light, then my eye is actually pointed inwards, right? And it illuminates my body. It's kind of about self-examination rather than about, you know, not looking at things, right? Because sure. there's a whole other, there's a whole other verses about not looking at things and plucking out your eyes and, and being the light on the bushel ba- or under the bushel basket. Like that kind of first thing that we jump to is spoken about in other verses, but it's not in this one. And so we've been talking a lot about examining ourselves and being peaceful and, uh, allowing God to dwell within us and interacting with him in that way, as if it, he actually does dwell inside of us rather than like, you know, thinking that he can only be accessed if we go to daily mass a certain number of times every week. Um, and yesterday I asked them the question, I said, you know, if you could design your, a perfect relationship with God, what would that be like? Hmm. <laughs> And a lot of them answered like, well, we would be sitting on a bench and there would be a creek and, you know, the flowers and it would be good. I was like, no, no, no. I don't care about where. Yeah. Like, I didn't ask you to describe a place. I asked you to describe a relationship.
2: Yeah. We're not doing an Ignatian meditation
3: here. Yes. Which is good. And it's again, a a lot of uh, caveats here. No disrespect to my man Iggy. Iggy, Iggy from the Swiggy. That's Spain, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> um, so there's gonna be a lot of caveats in this discussion because I'm going to say a lot of things that are uh, if you look at them in another light could be false but I would like you to enter in with me and understand the context from which I'm speaking mm-hmm. rather than take my words of face value and get mad at me like on twitter.com okay all right we're all good so <laughs> um, so the, the the question was that and they were coming up with like well I would be in a A cathedral, you know, and I would be on this meadow and, um, and they they weren't really getting it. So I was like, no, stop designing places and tell me about what the relationship would be like. What would you talk about? Would he be more like a father? Would he be more like a brother? Would he be, you know, what, what kind of things would you share with one another? When would you want him to be there for you? Mm. You know, like, like any other relationship that you have, do you want it to be like, and they still kind of struggled a little bit, you know? Um, they were like, well, I guess he would be like a teacher one guy said he wants Jesus to be his gym bro, quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> um, so There's a guy at weird. my
2: gym who every morning at seven o'clock walks in and goes, "Woo!" <laughs> and it's amazing.
3: Man, I didn't know you went to my gym. <laughs> <laughs> One person actually said that he wanted Jesus to be like the conductor of a band. And I was like, wow, that's actually pretty profound when you think about it. Like the conductor of a symphony, you know, like that. And Jesus is, you know, moving and coordinating all these parts. I was like, that's, that's really good. I like that answer. But, um, so we were talking about that. And then I obviously went forward and asked the question. So why don't you have that relationship? Like what's, what is stopping you from like having the thing that you desire? Ethan, you didn't have to do it to him like that. I, well, Patrick, I did. <laughs> and this was fascinating. I would encourage everybody listening to this to kind of meditate on this as well. But a lot of their answers were, were well, I just don't have the drive to like make time. I just don't have the virtue to do this, that, or the other thing. Mm-hmm. I I don't have the time. I don't um, want it enough. You know, like I just need to change the place that I pray. I just need to go to daily mass more often. I need to go to adoration more often. And I was like, guys, you realize that all the things that you just said, like, if you did all the things that you just outlined, they're not going to get you any closer to what, what you want. Yeah. Because all of your, if we really like distill down, like what you desire is whether it's you desire Jesus to be like a gym bro or like a wise teacher or, or a a maestro, you know, an orchestra conductor, right? All of those relationships, you know, whether it's shoulder to shoulder or, or he's giving something to you, like. God is is giving that to you like the, what you've described is is some kind of posture of receptivity mm-hmm. you know and all of your solutions were uh effort based works based you know uh very you know rise and grind solutions to a spiritual problem and at that point I read them uh, the end of Matthew chapter 7 where Jesus says, not all of you who say to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Uh, it doesn't matter if you prophesy, if you heal people, if you do mighty deeds. Um, if you don't do the will of my father, you're going to get to the pearly gates. And I'm going to say, I don't know who you are. Hmm. I do not know you. Yeah. And so I just looked him in the face. I said, all the things that you think that you can do that are going to like bring you to this relationship aren't actually going to work. Um, and I just told, I told them, I was like, it doesn't matter how many daily masses you go to. It doesn't matter how many adorations you attend. It doesn't matter how many Bible studies you attend or lead. It doesn't matter how many people you disciple, how many church conferences you go to. It doesn't matter how many any, it doesn't matter if you, if you're not like in a posture of receptivity and listening to the father. And it's just so like, I've been having such a hard time with these guys. And I hope maybe that like that study, Broke through a little bit, and I think that it did. I don't really know, but it just seems like, you know, every single week. And if any of you guys are listening, I love you, and I know I care about you, whatever. But um, (laughs) I I don't think any of them know about this podcast, so I think we're safe. But it, it just seemed like every single week we were talking about the gospel, and we were talking about the things that Jesus was inviting them to: the lack of anxiety, the peace, the the interiority, the examination, like the. They just defaulted to external acts of piety as the solutions to those questions, which I think is like, that's kind of what I wanted to bring up. I want to use that as a context because I don't, I think there's a lot of Catholics out there who are living under that false reality and they can't engage with like the deeper realities of scripture and of, and of the church and of sacraments because they think that the answer to everything is, well, I just have to let the light of Christ shine in me so that other people can see how good God is. And like, we talked about the narrow way too. It's like a lot of people define the narrow way. You know, they look at their own lives and they're like, yeah, the person who's walking the narrow way probably prays exactly as much as I pray and goes to mass exactly as much as I go to mass yeah. and uh, does penance exactly as often as I do penance. And like, that's the narrow way and I feel pretty good about where I'm at. Um, and it's just like not the case, you know? And it's, it's pretty dangerous. But I would say that that attitude has infected a lot of our like American Catholicism and it's just been kind of on my mind a lot lately. So I, mean, I think it, uh, what do you think?
2: One thing that, that helps is to recognize that like the same action can be done differently by two different yes. people. Absolutely. So like we think like, I mean, you hear this all the time. <laughs> it We apply a rise and grind mentality to our spiritual life where it's like, if only I did this thing, if only I woke up early, you know, if only I had
3: the perfect morning routine waking up early is great I've gotten up at 5 a.m. the last two days. It's been amazing
2: waking up I- at here's the thing waking up is great For the first two days Waking up <laughs> Being early alive waking up early is great for the first couple of days And then you have you miss one and you wake up you sleep in and it's like really hard because you stop having mercy on yourself You're like now i'm no longer a person who wakes up at five, but it's like mm-hmm. you're y- y- the um the rise and grind mentality what i mean is i don't know i there's a there's a psalm that's very dear to me i believe it's psalm 127 it is a uh, vain is your vain is your rising early and you're going later to rest because oh. the lord pours gifts upon his beloved while they slumber oh. i know and then, I mean, the Bible also says a little a little resting of the eyes, a little folding of the hands is bad. I don't know the other. The
3: Bible also says the early bird gets the worm. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: Say Proverbs. Uh,
2: the also, Proverbs. The Bible also the Bible also says lion mindset. Okay, you got to keep a you yeah. gotta keep a lion mindset.
3: Mm-hmm. The the Bible also says stay hungry, be humble, always hustle. <laughs> Nike. <laughs> that was a phone background that I had my senior year of college. Yeah, I bet. I got rid of it after two weeks. Stay humble.
2: I love that part. (laughs) Just just on your phone. Just stay humble. Yeah. yeah, No, but like we we apply that. We apply that to our spiritual lives where it's like, I'm going to do all these things and God's going to be so impressed. He's going to be so happy that I did all these things. He'd be like, hey, look, God, look at all these things that I did. Um, and that's that's like Pelagian, obviously. But it's like, oh yeah, totally. All, the reason why the reason why going to adoration more and going to mass more and praying more holy hours might be a good idea is because that's you giving space for God to act. But you can yes. do all of those things and not give God space to act. Here's how I Correct. know that: people go to mass every week and don't give God space to act. I go to <gasps> mass all the time and sometimes I don't give God space to act. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, I think I think that's. Um, I'm confused how it connects to the lamp thing.
3: So, the eye, the being, the lamp of the body, yeah, you know, it's when the eye is sound. Let me actually read it because I don't remember scripture good because I didn't get a degree up at Franciscan.
2: Now, the only reason I can remember Psalms is because they're in the breviary. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the only reason I can remember this podcast every week is because on my calendar, okay, so. Uh, Matthew six twenty two, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is sound, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is not sound, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? So it just connected because when your eye is sound, your body is full of light and When your body is full of light. You can see within you the things that are, uh, accumulating that are preventing you from, allowing God to like fully dwell within your soul. Mm. So it's sin, you know it's uh, temptation, it's uh, struggles in, in any kind of way, pride, all that stuff. So it's connected to that because I, I we read that verse and a lot of the, you know these guys' first response was as if it was like they I asked them what they thought it meant and it was as if we had read, you know, do not put your lamp under a bushel basket. Like it was like, they gave me responses as if they, we had just read a completely different verse. And I yeah. was like, no, no, no. Read this verse. What does it mean? And just the idea that God might be inviting us to uh, introspection and examination and understanding what, how our soul operates interiorly before he asks us to do some kind of physical external manifestation of charity. It's like so foreign and and i don't want to say that to say don't do charity until you have this perfect sense of peace in your soul like that's not the goal right like we should do charity regardless of how we feel about it because
2: but i am saying charity. that my talks are better when i'm praying more at yes. life nighter edge like my
3: i will say that i'm i'm more open to receive another person when i'm in touch with what god is doing in my soul
2: yeah, I think we might think that we're the same person whether we pray or not. It just goes back to we just don't believe that prayer is efficacious.
3: I don't even think we know what prayer is. Well, no, that's why
2: you got it. That's why the Spirit intercedes for us. I know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Groanings because we don't. Know what have you? Yeah. I prefer yeah. inexpressible moanings, but yeah, size deep for words.
3: Inexpressible moanings. You don't say groanings. Groanings. I think it's. I thought it was inexpressible groanings. It
2: might be. They rhyme, so who cares? Yeah,
3: (laughs) same word, basically. Basically, cataphatic. (laughs) (laughs) But just, I think that there, there might be a reality that people like you and me are, are like on accident. Probably not you, maybe just me. Like I'm on accident, just like not living an incarnational faith. Right? Because I just all these guys have been surrounded by catholic people their whole life and some very holy catholic people, you mm-hmm. know. And yet they they are at this age, they're 19, 20, 21 and they still have this not it's not surface level because they really do pray, right? And they love mm-hmm. they love God and they love the sacraments. They have an intellectual understanding. It's not surface level, but it's it's not there's no flesh to them bones, yeah. you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I do. Not it's true. not
3: incarnational, and so I'm just wondering: like, are we just we just kind of live or surrounded by a bunch of people who have never really seen Christianity play out in society? Like, they just don't know what it's like to be faithful. And I, I just, I, I'm wondering, like, how much responsibility people like you and I have for that because we just reduce things to. Podcastisms, you know we're not we're not able to like express what we're truly doing and and believing in through things like this or when you're teaching a class or whatever
2: i mean this needs to permeate your entire life yes your faith excuse me the holy spirit needs to permeate your entire life yeah it's not like you know i mean i i had this um this moment of crisis the summer of 2019 i i remember tweeting about it and i got very bad advice just not great <laughs> advice of like i was like hey um do any of you guys feel like you don't have any hobbies like if someone asked me what i do for a living it's catholicism if someone asked me what i do in my free time it's catholicism if someone asks me what i want to talk about it's probably catholicism and i felt like i had nothing outside of like the church but it wasn't like but people were like but that's good like god is your whole life and i'm like that's not true yeah. it's not true god is not my whole life the church is my whole life That's Mm. what, that's what, that's what it's come to. And it's like, I wasn't praying. That is not the church. Yeah. The church is, the church is the extension. The church is the body of Christ. The church is the extension of the incarnation into, until the end of time. Like that's, Mm -hmm. and like, that's the thing is like, but the the devil always twists the things that are the closest to holiness. Yes. Right. It's like, it's. Which is why it's
3: so easy to just go to the sacraments and like be a church person.
2: Yeah. And, and so like, I mean, because what what ins- instead of instead of the Holy Spirit needs to permeate your entire life, I was like, oh, okay, cool. The things that seem holiest need to be the things that I only things that I do. You know what mm. I mean? It instead of the Holy Spirit needs to like permeate me going out and like doing stand up comedy. Like the Holy Spirit needs to permeate me being going to open mics. It was I need to stop going to open mics and only do youth group things. You know what I mean? It was. Yeah, th- that's not a great if you were if you watched my entire life like a like a tv show that's not how it played out but like i i did stop doing comedy when i started going to college because i was like my whole life is my faith now
3: what about our show
2: that was kind of part of it i mean at the time we hadn't done the rebrand yet so the show felt like just an like another catholic podcast Ugh. but now we're not another catholic podcast even though it's still on our logo
3: that's true we should get rid of that <laughs> hmm yeah, I think the conf- the conflation of of God and the church is a is a critical issue. See, so just think about boomers, right? <laughs> All the time. I it's can't it's hard not to think about them. Um, like it's it's basically like the same thing as as patriotism or civic involvement. It's like no, I, I go to this church, and like I might even be you know involved. Um. And like, that's, that's been so good for me, you know? And like, God, Jesus is just, he's so there.
2: I hope they hear this because that's how my, that's how some of the confirmation parents at my church are, are pre, are approaching confirmation. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's like we moved it from the spring to the fall and they're very upset because the, um, their kids were looking forward to the end of their eighth grade year, becoming adults in the faith or, you know, it's, they were looking forward. No, they
3: weren't. Your kids are looking forward to the sexiest Fortnite character coming out.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Some of these kids are looking forward to their confirmation. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yes.
3: Gen- yes, obviously.
2: But it's, it's, um, the, the tradition of the aesthetic of Catholicism. I mean, this is a problem that we've had in the church since the sixties, probably before that, mm-hmm. but like, Oh yeah. The, the church was just Christian being a Christian and going to a church was just something you did because the commies don't you know what I mean it's like yes. this is what makes us different culturally it's like my membership in this church it makes I'm part of this you know it's it's, it's more of a cultural thing mm-hmm. and the good thing about that is that you can um, you can buy in as much as you want you don't have to buy in totally and that's that's like it's it's, it's pe- the people that are bought in totally to following Christ mm-hmm. um won't threaten to not have their kids confirmed because yes. the date moved
3: because there's a difference between being bought in totally on Christ and being bought in totally on a church or a parish yeah you know like yes being bought in totally on Christ also means bought in being bought in totally on the church that he founded right like which is why I'm never going to... And despite, the local like,
2: church to which you belong to an extent, I guess. But like there's a yes. hierarchy.
3: There's a hierarchy. And we like to
2: twist the hierarchy.
3: And and there's no... Like that's why there there are people who are very, very faithful people who disagree very much with what their bishop does or what the, with what the Pope does. They're never going to leave the Catholic Church. Yeah. Because they know that being bought in completely on Christ first means that I then have to be bought in on the church that he founded, which means it doesn't really matter what Pope Francis or my local Bishop says, I mean, it matters to the extent that there are things that I have to be obedient to, but yes, outside of that, you know, like the, if I, if you spend, you know, more than 30 minutes thinking about your Bishop a month, you probably have a mental illness or you work in the chancery, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, it's just really like, I just don't think that it's healthy to, to obsess over that stuff. But but because people people on the right and the left right equate God with the church, they equate God with their experience of the church, it's like no that that is the solution to the boomer quote unquote boomer problem or to the quote unquote apathetic you know uh, Gen Xers who are still in the pews problem. It's like do you like it's asking them that question right that we talked about at the very beginning like what if you could design a relationship with God, what would that be like, and why don't you have it? you know like Cause once you have that, man, a lot of this other stuff gets way less important (laughs) and is way more insignificant. And just you you are kind of operating and I, I, hopefully you would agree with this, but it's like when you start to receive what God is doing in your soul and in your life, and you allow that to be the main driving force behind your existence rather than what the church says or doesn't say or what the hierarchy says or doesn't say it's it feels like you're kind of on a an elevated plane not like above other people Mm. but like the the things or maybe you're a bigger rock in the stream like the things that used to batter you around just seem to like not have an effect on you anymore
2: yeah when you see other people get battered by the same things that you used to get knocked down by you you Mm -hmm. you get a little bit of like a you feel secure. It's like a holy certitude. You're like, "No, I'm mm-hmm. I know that I'm progressing in my faith. I know that I know mm-hmm. that I'm progressing on the walk that Christ wants me to do because this this that huge that should have affected me."
3: And then you obviously have the ability to then reach out and grab those people yeah. and say, "Hey, you don't have to be battered by those things. Well, let me show you a better way," Peace. which is, you know, yeah, what Jesus Interior did. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're worried about food and clothes. Come on. You
2: no longer have to preach from a hypothetical sense of like, God is going to fix up. God's going to, he, his will, you know, it's, it's perfect. And he has plans for your welfare and not for your woe. You can be like, no, God had plans for my welfare and not for my woe. And this awful thing happened to me, but I still found peace through it. And it's not fixed and it's not better. Yeah. But it's better. You know what I mean? Like my life is better because I know Christ. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And that's what I try to, that's what I try to preach when I, Talk to my kids. Anyway.
3: That's good. I hope that was good. That's all I have.
2: Yeah, it's all I have too. You want to do okay. Dr. Dating Quarter?
3: I would love to. Thank you for listening to me talk about Bible study and also my own experiences. I'm going to edit a lot of that out. Ah, I, I know it hurts. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I, I, I... All right. You came to the right place, you ding dong. <laughs> It's called communication, baby.
2: Welcome to Doctor Ethan's Eating Corner. You can uh, sponsored by Catholic Match. You can go get your free Catholic Match profile by going to CatholicMatch.com/slash crunch. It's free regardless of where you go, but if you do slash crunch, you let them know that we sent you. Thank you for Catholic Match sponsoring another episode of the Crunch, Ethan. We're sending them. We're sending him, Ethan. Uh, yeah. How do I fall out of love? Oh. This question comes from, who should we, who should we say it's from?
3: Is it a lady or a fellow? Oh,
2: it's a lady. Who fell out Gina. Of love, who fell out of love in the Bible. Or oh, who fell out of love in the Bible? Yeah, who fell um, out of love.
3: Who fell out of love in the Bible. Uh, what was the name of Herod's uh, daughter or whatever that he cut off her head? Uh, No, he cut off John the Baptist Yeah, Yeah, because of her, but uh, it
2: wasn't his daughter That was Salome
3: No, was it? No Yeah, it was was Salome No Come on, let me pull this up Let's see here Herod Herod, control F Flipping through pages (laughs) Very audibly Yes
2: Let's see here Salome, daughter of Herod the Third, second in Herodias, granddaughter of Herod the Great, and stepdaughter of Herod Antipas, known as the New Testament. Don't she is hear not named Patrick
3: talking about anything. Uh, she's not
2: named in the New Testament. Ha! But she's named uh, from an account by Flavius Josephus.
3: Herodias The daughter of Herodias. So Herodias is his um his sister in law. There you go. That's the name I was thinking of. How about we go with who's the lady that died in Acts because she, uh, Sapphira, Sapphira. Sapphira.
2: Perfect. Um org says there are two women named Salome in the Bible, but only one is mentioned by that name. Um, Hey, got questions. If, uh, if there's two Salome's in the Bible and only one is named in the Bible, how do you know there are two Salome's in the Bible? Cause you can only use the Bible. You can't use anything else. Sorry. Yeah. Um take that <laughs> Protestantism. I guess I don't know. <laughs> yes.
3: There's two guys named Jesus in the Bible except one is named Joshua and one is named Jesus. Explain <laughs> somebody please explain.
2: I'm sh- oh, sorry <laughs> it says in short but I just read I'm short. So uh inch so sapphira has got this problem. In short Thank there's you, a sapphira. guy I've liked for a really long time with a capital T. We met when I lived abroad. Uh but now we oh. live oceans apart. Um <gasps> wait.
3: I Did we get this one already? Your name. It's on your heart. Have I done this one already? Oceans apart.
2: I met we met when I lived abroad but now he lives oceans apart. No, no, no. no. We we had a we had an international love. Uh, this doesn't sound like the one that we've done, no, it, unless he's from Morocco. We, yeah, sure. we had an, a, an international love for Morocco. That's what it was. In short, mm-hmm. there's a guy I've liked for really a really long time. We met when I lived abroad, but now we live oceans apart. More to the point, he's never really showed any interest in pursuing me.
3: Okay, Even done. If, End of Dr. Yeah. Ethan's Dating Corner. Even
2: when we lived closer, I tried to manufacture <laughs> opportunities to give him a chance. Alas, to no avail. I know mm-hmm. I need to move on, but it's really hard. Part of the problem is we have a few mutual friends, so there's no really way to remove him from my life, nor do I want to. How do I make my feelings less romantic and more platonic? Sapphira.
3: How do you have mutual friends with this guy if he lives on another continent?
2: Because she studied abroad.
3: So are they all in a group chat or something?
2: I guess. Get out of the group chat.
3: Yeah. Here's a move that's worked on me before to edge me out of a friend group. <laughs> just make a, just make another group chat without the guy in it and just only post in that one. Oh, that's awesome. And eventually he won't be a part of the group anymore. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that works. Yeah, that works real good. It, it works. You could do that. Uh, make sure if you haven't unfollowed him on Facebook or Twitter, or Instagram, you got to do that. You got to unfollow. It's Ethan's advice
2: um, to me. When I broke up with my girlfriend, hit the gym, get a lawyer up, hit the gym, delete yeah. Facebook, delete Facebook. Yes.
3: <laughs> That's all you need. Uh you got to find some hobbies, right? Like I feel like a lot of ladies doing know How old this girl is? No, probably college age, recent college, college grad. Maybe she studied abroad. Maybe she's still in college. Maybe a she
2: studied of, abroad. Uh,
3: a lot of ladies in college, their hobbies are just texting their friends. Oh my gosh. I would encourage you to get other hobbies. So that you don't have to interact or knitting, with knitting
2: this... or playing the ukulele in the student center.
3: You can <laughs> you can do it my wife you can do it my that wife. That joke has. was you really bake.
2: funny and I'm upset that you didn't laugh.
3: Why wouldn't I laugh? The girls did
2: three serious. things in college: They've talked yeah. to, they talked to, they texted their friends, they knitted, they learned to knit they before sang, they played ukulele. Rector-sals. Yeah, they, they played ukulele in the center. center. My wife does all three of those things, and I love her very much. <laughs>
3: That's pretty funny. Here's what you could do: just the take center. a take a page out of the Phoebe slash Emma book. Right, <laughs> plants. Start plants, knitting, bake some bread, get a ukulele, get really into beeswax candles. Emma, I love you. You are really into beeswax candles these days. Um <laughs> You could get into making your own laundry detergent. That's another thing that my wife does. Oh, we make our Uh, own dish
2: soap. Do you
3: really? Yeah, we've gotten salmonella twice. I'm just kidding.
2: Oh, no. (laughs) I'm kidding. That's not true. What do you mean?
3: (laughs) 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 We've only gotten salmonella twice. It does not clean very well. It's not not very good cleaning, so we just keep eating it, and I just keep getting salmonella.
2: (laughs) No, I meant like cleaning the dishes, and the dishes aren't clean. Oh, okay.
3: All right. Yeah, so I was just joking. Um, You could buy... Uh, meat in bulk at your local butcher. Um, That's a good hobby. (laughs) A little
2: expensive, but you get the awful meat. O-F-F-A-L, not awful
3: A-W-F-U-L. Yes, 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 yes. I'm just saying you got to get busy. That's the only way to conquer these things. Like, yes, it's it's going to hurt. It hurts now. It feels like it's going to hurt forever. I promise you it's not. Uh, It's okay to keep those mutual friends, but if you just keep busy and don't make that group of friends your priority like you're not always responding in the group text you're not always reading what everybody has to say you just get yourself busy and doing other things that are important to you eventually that guy will you know pop up and you'll be like oh yeah i used to like him but i'm doing other stuff now you know um it's it's hard because that answer is essentially just move on but like
2: but like move on with stuff
3: move on with stuff
2: buy a bunch of stuff
3: Another thing that might be beneficial is telling your friend, your mutual friends, the, the, what has happened is like, say, Hey, I really like Jeremy and I need, I really need to move on from Jeremy. So if you guys could help me limit my interactions with Jeremy, that'd be, that'd be, really that'd be tight. Helpful. That'd be tight. Yeah. Um, but I still want to be friends with y'all. Like I'm not trying to distance myself from you guys, you know, and like get some other people in here and get some support going, call in an airstrike, <laughs> you know, <laughs> If he's
2: overseas, that shouldn't be a problem.
3: <laughs> no, no. Remember when Obama threatened the Jonas Brothers with Predator drones? Because I do.
2: <laughs> no, I don't.
3: <laughs> it was at one of those White House correspondence dinners, and apparently, like, Sasha and Malia were talking to the Jonas Brothers, or, like, they were really into the Jonas Brothers or something. <laughs> and Obama just said, to the Jonas Brothers, I have two words for you. Predator drones and it was like what it was like basically a really funny thing at the time because we were doing a lot of bombing of afghanistan so i don't know what's going on with that they're all still alive so i assume that they never tried to like you know climb the ivy you know into the into the white house to meet up with sasha and malia but um i'll send you the clip cause oh it's it's pretty funny the
0: jonas brothers are here
3: they're out there somewhere Sasha and Malia are huge fans, but uh, boys don't get any ideas. I have two
1: words for you. Predator drones. You will never see it coming. You think I'm joking?
2: Gosh, that is really funny. Man, I can't believe the world hasn't changed since 2010.
3: You know what I mean? I can't believe we had two back to back comedian presidents that ap- appealed <laughs> to very, very different genres of comedy.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: Like Obama was funny, right? Obviously disagree with a lot of things that Obama did, but Obama was funny, right? He had he had kind of a bit of a uh I don't know what you would say. Like panache to him. Yeah. I don't know. What would you I say? I don't know what, what that means. I don't either. Um <laughs> but then, Trump was also very funny, but just in a cl- completely different way. Yes. You know, like <laughs> he was just, he would just blast people and like blast himself and just use the most outrageous word choice. and It was hilarious. It's, but then people were like, he's dangerous. And it's like, okay, if he's dangerous, then Dane Cook is dangerous. You know? <laughs> so he's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh man! I just want I would like to imagine one day one thing I would like to exist very much is Donald Trump reading the Burger King bit from Dane Cook.
2: <laughs> you could probably find one of those. Honestly, the thing about the thing about Donald Trump is he is the perfect president. You know, that Obama thing where you can like type anything and Obama will say it. It's like a clip of everything. Oh, it's like yeah, Obama yeah, yeah. saying every word. So like they just it's right. AI. I did it with Larry the Cucumber. Remember? <laughs> can i send you that again for you to put in the podcast
3: <laughs> yes yes please please resend it
2: um but it's like lair the cucumber uh much like of the cucumber but donald trump has probably said everything you we could probably, you i could think do i that. know that he has you could do that with everything
3: oh my gosh nice clean coal i would like obama to say nice clean coal i think that would be pretty funny it
2: would take too long he would pause between every word
3: nice clean coal
2: oh yeah you're right the last two are real quick <laughs>
3: yeah um oh i'm getting a notification on discord really no one of my friends is calling me this oh, okay. the same thing
2: uh well <laughs> the podcast episode will be up on friday i got an email back
3: oh perfect and
2: would you like to set up a virtual booth on seek 22 platform no good because it probably costs money
3: answer daily double do 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 do, do. hi alex what is no <laughs> he's dead you can't he is oh he's a dead guy who's hosting the show now that he's dead Ah,
2: uh, the ghost of alex <laughs> can't believe they got him
3: <laughs> he's taller because he's floating you
2: know? <laughs> behind the podium you know uh
3: all right patreon.com slash crunch facebook.com slash group slash crunchcast discord link in the description check us out check out the seek 22 podcast which apparently is going to be up on friday on the seek 22 feed and patrick do you have anything else for the people
2: Look out on September 22nd of this year. uh, My memoir is going to be available in bookstores Uh uh, in exclusively in Moose Jaw, Canada.
3: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Pretty good.
2: Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, I think. Sounds about right.
3: Yeah. Toronto, Canada. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we'll see you all next week.